0: Listeners and welcome to episode two of the internet's longest-running podcast dialogue quest about two guys drinking beer and uh, being overt Nintendo fans. My name is Jesse, and uh, always by my side is the incomparable
1: Patrick. Yes, incomparable. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to episode two. That's amazing. I, I know. don't. Wow. Hmm. <laughs>
0: It's exciting yeah. yeah we're both surprised but we're here and excited to keep going
1: definitely definitely uh, so uh, you know what uh, do you want to how do you want to do this do you want to kick things off um, I think we're gonna get a little bit of gaming news um, this week which we didn't do on our lat our first one yeah. um, so uh, do you do you want to kick that off and just do a rundown on what's been going on
0: yeah well let's, let's dive into it before we get too far I want to do just a little bit of follow-up uh, so we talked a little bit about Destiny last week, uh, mm. but I kind of gave like a uh, half-hearted answer in in response to your question about it. Uh, so I just I guess I wanted to clear up a little bit more about what Destiny is and uh, exactly. So, sound okay, good?
1: Tell me more. Yeah. So tell me more.
0: Uh, basically, uh, Destiny Destiny Two, the current iteration, came out in uh, twenty seventeen. This game developed by Bungie. Uh, it's a first person shooter. Uh, first and foremost uh, but since 2017 it's had a bunch of uh, expansions and annual passes which are like mini expansions Uh, and the newest big expansion is coming out here in a couple weeks called Shadowkeep. Uh, It releases on October 1st. Um, The game's really it's a, a first person focused first and foremost but it does have a lot of RPG elements and um, I think maybe this is a longer topic for another day, but uh, it's kind of an MMO light, I guess. I don't know. What would you say?
1: Let's bring back that whole debate we had <laughs> on uh, our buddy's uh, YouTube channel. Is, <laughs> is Destiny 2 an MMO? Well, you know my what my sentiment is on that. Yeah. I think it's more MMO-y lately. Um, I, okay, let's not
0: do that. Let's yeah, let, let, let's table that for now. Something <laughs> yeah, yeah, to we'll... say that it, at minimum it's an MMO lite. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it, it does have a lot of RPG elements, so it's it's got three different classes. You can play as a uh, Titan, which is kind of the big grunt tank type class. Uh, they have Hunters, which are agile, kind of like a DPS. And uh, Warlock, which is like a magic caster type of class Um, but the primary focus of the game and grinding in the game is focusing on getting equipment and armor and weapons um, and collecting like exotic weapons Uh, so you do these big long involved quests to unlock these uh, special exotic weapons that have neat perks and uh, so that's really the focus on the game. Uh, there's ton, I think probably my favorite thing about Destiny that keeps me coming back to it is there's just so many different avenues of content. Uh, so for PvE content, player versus environment, you can uh, explore planets solo and do little patrols, or you can go do group activities like strikes, which are doing missions as a group, um, all the way up to... Um, Raids where you have six person raids with uh mechanics, and uh, uh how'd you describe that? The mechanics where you get to stand on one foot, and
1: yeah, you do the hokey pokey, you turn yourself around, you shoot in the air five times, and then uh, if you're lucky, the <laughs> other guy's looking at the axe symbol while the other one looks at the cross symbol, and then a the
0: door <laughs> opens, <laughs> right? So. And then you win, mm-hmm. so so that's that's the uh, the gist of destiny um i didn't want to get into it too much and we could delve deeper into it uh, there's a ton of lore and everything but um i just felt that my half-hearted answer last week didn't really suffice to to really get into it so uh that's what i've got for a follow-up
1: awesome um, yeah good but, good to hear because you know i'm gonna get back into well we did we did a few missions together man and it was yeah. actually it was a lot of fun i uh, yeah enjoying it i the problem is time as always Mm -hmm. uh but i would like to spend some more time doing that with you for sure
0: yeah no i'm really excited um like i said the new big expansion comes out october 1st Uh, another neat thing is the base game up until last year's expansion forsaken is going to be free to play now um supposedly And I don't know all the details, but supposedly the new expansion has a lot more focus on some more of the RPG elements and customizing your weapons and perks uh, and your gear and your perks. Uh, So it should be interesting. It'd be, be worth checking out, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and no, I'm not offended that they're making it free, even though I paid for all of that content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited to get back into it and I think it's a great time. Based on what I've experienced to get into Destiny 2, I mean, uh, there's just a lot of stuff there. There's just a lot of stuff there. Um, it, it's uh, and mechanically, it's always been a mechanically sound game. It was. It's always fulfilling to to shoot and to move around and to. Yeah. It's just a very mechanically sound game uh, that I think they're really backing up. They've backed over. Uh, the months and years, they they put it in a, a, a good spot um, where uh, when I jumped in and I'm on, um, shoot, Forsaken? Yep. I'm on Forsaken. It's in a really good place. So uh, just tons to do there.
0: Yeah, I know. I think it's, at least in the genre, I mean, you've got these looter shooter games. Um, you've got Warframe, Anthem, which is not done well uh division two which was a really great game but doesn't seem to be quite as popular as destiny um it seems like really destiny is kind of the the lead on that genre right now though uh, borderlands three just came out too so that's kind of in the same space as well
1: yeah yeah Bo- <laughs> borderlands three that's an you know i've heard it's great i haven't picked it up i heard um it, it's a little bit more of the same, if you will, but it's suffering. you know, people are giving it that epic backlash they want it on Steam and um yeah. so I don't know what the sales have been like. I've just been uh, reading some message boards and forums and just trying to uh, just looking at the general pulse of where people are are at with the game, and um yeah, I don't know, I don't know how well it's doing. I'm mildly interested, but you know what? I might just wait for that inevitable. Uh, move to Steam, yep. and that uh, uh, $20, $25 for the complete edition. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> I yep. think that's where I'm at with that game. Yep. No, me too. I mean, and not that uh, not to hold any grudge or get under the epic topic too awful much, but uh, it just makes it a little less convenient not to have it with all the rest of my games. So I'm content just to hold off, and you talked about not having enough time for the games we're playing currently. So
1: what like, you it's know it's going me to wait no and and what we should do eventually i think it would be fun is to get into that epic and steam conversation i mm-hmm. think that'd be a really good one to get into yeah absolutely
0: I, I think that's right near the top of our our topics that uh, we've got our running list of things to talk about in the future but i think that'll take a little bit of research and prepare and so I just uh, yeah. evolve into uh, a a fanboy type argument.
1: Exactly. Rather. Well, it it shouldn't go there. We'll be objective, but I think it's worth having because uh, yeah. it's obviously a big thing right now. Um, it's been for a while, but I think it still is, and it's an interesting discussion, you know, and I'll just add a little blip. I know we're not going to talk about this, but you know, when I look at Epic, it really reminds me of how much that steam does that I take for granted, you know, whether it's the way that they tag and order things or the, uh, the top selling or or the reviews or all these things that I just took for granted when they're not there, I find myself wanting those things. And, um, so there's a lot to discuss there that I think, you know, at some point I'd love to get your take on that and have some dialogue around some of these, uh, you know, different, um, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, platforms for, for games, uh, including Epic and Steam, the two big ones
0: right now. Yep. Well, great. Well, that's all we've got on Destiny. You have anything else you want to follow up on, uh, that we talked about last week?
1: I do real briefly. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I complained about the Broncos and what happened in that <laughs> Bears game and then things just got worse today, you know. Uh it was just not a great day. We uh threw some interceptions, we fumbled the ball away. We just uh didn't we didn't want to win today. We just decided, hey, how many times can can we cough the ball up and still pretend like we're playing football? So that was fun. Um how did your patriots do i already know they
0: yeah they well they played the jets so <laughs> <laughs> i don't even need to guess what the outcome of that was uh <laughs> they looked great of course they had the big antonio brown saga uh and had him released and <laughs> which had little to no impact uh josh gordon looks great uh well so. josh
1: Gordon says he's turned over a new leaf he's yeah uh really ready to just get down to it and play outstanding football. I yep. think for that Josh Gordon's gonna be a real asset uh this year, big time. I think he'll play a bigger role this year. And uh I, I bet he'll continue to put up big numbers as the year goes on.
0: Yep. The one thing that I'm worried about and I haven't looked up yet, but uh Edelman got injured during the game and I'm not sure about his status is chest injury or something. Yeah. 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 So hopefully that's not a Something uh, that keeps them out too long.
1: No, for sure, but I think either way, that offense is so packed. Mm. And then that even more that what's really blown me away is their defense this year. You know, we yep. talk about oh yeah josh gordon edelman and then antonio brown was there for a game uh oh by the way he says he's never going to play in the nfl again he
0: tweeted yeah, that i saw that tweet yep. yeah yeah so, yeah we'll yeah. see about that may, may not be his choice but that's okay
1: <laughs> exactly i know that that's probably not <laughs> i think he's just conceding defeat at that point but yep. um i think the patriots offense they're going to keep on rolling back by what is to me a. Uh, maybe the best defense in the league and certainly the most underrated defense in the league so
0: yeah oh yeah i know they're uh, uh, they had ty law interviewed during the game and uh, he said that you know this is arguably one of the best defenses they've ever had and i've got to agree and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do down the line of course there's always potential for injuries and everything but uh, this does look like a record-setting team
1: Yeah. Well, hey, they last year or last week they were my leading fantasy scorer,
0: uh, which is. Just silly. On the defense, right? And then
1: this year they put up, or this week rather, I'm obsessed with years apparently. This week they put up um, 14 more points in in my fantasy league, which for a defense to go like 29 points and 14 (laughs) points,
0: like unbelievable. They're outscoring a lot of players, yeah.
1: Yeah, crazy, crazy. Anyway, I think we can diverge from that. I think we dedicated uh, probably a quarter of our last uh, cast. Podcast of football, yeah. (laughs) but that's where I'm at that's the only thing I wanted to follow up on is just to sulk a little yep. bit deeper with the broncos so
0: that's okay we'll we'll have another 14 weeks of sulking about the Broncos I'm sure so mm. <laughs>
1: anyway, I'm we'll go undue, win the something something they're something. gonna go winless yeah're gonna yeah they're uh well you know uh um,
0: actually just we're, we'll talk more about football because I want to talk more about football um what do the Broncos got to do to turn it around, in your opinion?
1: Okay, I've seen well, these
0: first, couple weeks.
1: Uh, to quote, first, to quote Emmanuel Sanders after the game, mm-hmm. um, Broncos uh, number one wide receiver, they're living in a world of suck right now. Uh, but what really needs to improve is really their defense. And and coming into the year, people said, "Hey, look at this. So they look at how well Bradley Chubb did in his rookie year, and now you got Von Miller. They're gonna feast." They are going to feast on quarterbacks all year long. This defense is going to help propel this Broncos team as a, a dark horse playoff run. And what's happened is we've had no sacks through three games, none yep. for any players, let alone Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. And then we've had no turnovers. We've caused no turnovers on defense in three uh. games as well. So our defense has been playing uh, not nearly to the level that they've been, even though we know they've taken a step back since Super Bowl 50 when they beat uh, the Panthers, they've they've still been a pretty dominant defense, and uh, th- they've just been a no-show this year. So I think that has to improve. And that's odd because uh, our new coach, uh, Fangio, is a defensive guy. They thought he'd come in and make the most out of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and and we'd see a big, uh, big boon for both of those guys. But really, that it's been the opposite. And then on the offensive side, it's our offensive line. That thing's in shambles. Uh, it's a running joke with how many holding penalties, uh, Bowles, uh, our left tackle, has uh, picked up. I mean, no, that guy's no just holding machine. I think he had four or five five holding penalties last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, John Elway had a, like a personal talk with him. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's not good. And uh, you know what? Um, it's not saying much, but Flacco is playing better than Simeon did or Osweiler did. Or Yeah, Flacco's K-Nim not did. a bad quarterback. He, he's not enemy. playing terrible football, but he's under duress since, you know, from the word go, the ball snapped. He's, he's, just getting waylaid out there um our running backs have looked okay they picked it up this week but we're expecting a bigger jump from philip Lindsay, pro bowler in his rookie year um so it, they've got a lot of work to do i don't know what the answer is they got all the talent in the world there's so many young talented players on that team that if they really put it together they really are a viable football team but yep. as it stands right now, it's just uh, mistakes. To um, get all
0: the pieces together to.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just like um, you know, they've never played together before. It's really bizarre. Yeah, I don't even know where to place it. But they're 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 going to take some time. They're going to have to develop some chemistry. I do still, despite the zero and three record, I believe in Fangio. I think he's uh, he's he's going to be a good fit for the Broncos. But I think it's going to be a struggle for a little while longer. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with those guys, but uh, I think we're in for another rocky season uh, at least before things turn around here.
0: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed.
1: Hopefully yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it's so unlike the Broncos; it's weird. You, you know, they're they're always contenders, and to have three straight seasons where they're just subpar—it's like I've never experienced this before as a Broncos fan, and it's it's uh it's tough. I just. <laughs> sometimes i just get so pissed i turn the game off immediately and then yep. i wait 10 minutes and i'm like ah, you know what you never know let me go turn it back on <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: it's not not getting better no. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's man. where i'm at but we'll see man who knows yeah,
0: yeah who knows well hey you ready moving into some gaming news something a little more positive
1: yeah let's let's do it
0: all right so uh a little bit of gaming news, I just uh, I don't anticipate our podcast to be the uh one stop shop for all gaming news uh basically, I think that we're gonna talk about the things that we care about and uh tell with the rest of it, so figure that we'll just keep a uh, running list of a few things that happen during the week and just try to update people the things that we find interesting so uh, I like
1: first it. you know why I like it, yeah. Because there's a million game news sites out there, and they're way ahead yeah. of us. They're they're on oh, top. Not yeah, I, I don't even want to get into that game of being like, uh, hey, uh, but I think it's great to sprinkle in some some of the big stuff, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, it's things that we're interested interested in and has an impact on us. So yeah, the, exactly. the first thing I put down was uh, the Batman games. So you get all the Arkham games and all the Be- Lego Batman games are free on Epic this week. Did you see that?
1: i did and i picked him up i picked yep. them all up i couldn't believe it i what was it uh it was uh batman anniversary or what was
0: it oh god i don't know I, it's I, it, it's the full it collection anniversary yeah. collection maybe
1: but they did it for a reason i think it was batman's anniversary or something um yeah. They did it for a reason, and pardon my lack of uh, uh, awareness. It was something that entered my brain while I was reading an article, and then I, you know, I lost track of it. But they did it for a reason, <clears throat> and I think it was Batman's anniversary. But yeah, I mean, yeah. to get all the Arkham games and all the Lego games, that's that's pretty nuts. I, yeah, yeah. Did you pick yep. them up?
0: I did absolutely. Uh, Epic is. The, the best launcher I've got for collecting free games and not, not spending money on it yet. <laughs> Speaking but of football, I just keep dude, I got a funny football. story. Yeah.
1: Um. And 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 epic. So every time, you know, you know, a couple, uh, three four years ago, Marshawn Lynch was forced to go to these, uh, um, uh, uh, these uh media events. And he never, you know, he was yes! fine because he yeah. didn't want to show. So he's forced to. So yeah. one of these media events, the whole time, he's I'm like,
0: yeah.
1: I'm just here so I won't get fined. And every time they ask him a question, would be like, hey, boss, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, I... Every time I show up on Epic, I'm like, I'm just here for the free game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I turn Epic on to collect free games, and then I turn it off. <laughs>
0: yep and and to their credit they've given us a lot of really good free games there's a lot of games on my list that I uh, I still want to play I got last uh, Subnautica uh, the Batman games now so yeah, I'll be installing some at some point but right um, now it's just a repository for free stuff yeah,
1: I'll just keep collecting them and then when I get some time some day down the road I'll sit down and install some of those things
0: yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so the next thing I've got... You got the, the dock opened up, too? Are you following mm-hmm. down my list with me? So, uh, yeah, but i guess so. I
1: don't know what's next. You
0: okay, <laughs> you don't know what's next. So the next thing, surprise. You'd be surprised to hear this. Uh, WoW Classic. So uh, a few of our friends have been pretty heavily playing WoW Classic. Uh, not long after the launch, they had some issues with some DDoSing, uh, distributed denial-of-service stuff. Uh, people were... Or somebody in particular was DDoSing the servers for some reason. Supposedly, he had posted online about uh, wanting to get at some streamer, some popular WoW Classic streamer, and that's why he was DDoSing the game, because he was upset with the streamer. Um, But for whatever reason, it had the inverse effect that... when the game would go down, it would just drive more traffic to the person's Twitch channel because everyone wanted to see the guy go lose his mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> But long story short, since then, uh, the guy talked about it because he was upset at the streamer and admitted to it. And he's since been arrested. So that's good.
1: That's uh... hilarious.
0: Wow. <laughs> but...
1: um, dang, what's, what's your thought on that?
0: I <laughs> think... <laughs> i guess that he probably got what he deserved i mean if your life to, revolves around so much that you need to ddos a mmo game because you're upset with a streamer uh yeah he's probably going to get the slap on the wrist that he deserves
1: yeah yeah that's unbelievable that someone could be so emotionally just juvenile you know he, and it's funny because we talked about We talked about last week briefly, like, what it means to be a gamer and um, any stigmas left over with that. Yeah. And then you you look at guys like that and you think, you know, if there's stigma left over, it's because of people like that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) know? (laughs) How, how juvenile do you have to be to, like to get a, a, at war with a with a Twitch streamer or something and just start attacking a game and pissing everyone off who just wants to yep. relax and play their game. You know, it's so stupid.
0: Yep. Yeah, pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, next item. You want to hit the next one?
1: Yeah, because this one's uh, important to me. Um, the Switch NES controllers are now for sale now. A little quick backstory on that i think nintendo with the nes stuff they were kind of running dry with titles so with the switch they they give you uh they were giving you an ever growing library of nes games that were free with your online membership yeah so i i don't know if you want to classify that as free because you got to buy the online membership but if you already get the online membership comes free on top of that and the the list was growing but it it was getting a little stale uh, so they decided to roll out Super Nintendo, which was great. I mean, they ad- they added some really great SNES stuff in there, obviously and, to the past and
0: yeah. And it was kind of a surprise when they launched it too. I don't think there was a whole lot of uh, speculation leading up to the Nintendo Direct when they launched it. It was uh, at least I was surprised. So there's probably some insiders that knew about it, but
1: there were a few yeah I was like but it's been speculated a while I want to say someone caught wind of uh, a a, um, a patent or something and so that's the patent is what you know people got people's minds on it but um yeah so some people thought it was coming to I don't know that they knew it was coming on that that latest direct but so they dropped the SNES emulator and Uh, Some great games, Uh, good, robust little collection. And then they also, at the same time, announced the SNES controller that was going to become, it was going to be on sale for those who had the online membership. And I thought, well, great, you know, thinking about some of the SNES controllers that I've bought online for an emulator, for which I swear I bought all the games first. I had the original. Of course
0: you backed (laughs) them up yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) Um, and those things being eight, nine, ten bucks. Well, they released the SNES controller. It's for sale. You can pick it up, believe it's wireless. You can play yep. your SNES um uh, games on the Switch. But my problem with this thing is the thirty dollar price tag. I mean, yeah, I get it, it's wireless but uh 30 bucks for a SNES controller i mean that's brutal and yep. uh I think if you want two you're paying 60 uh right. you, you know if if that was sitting at the 19.99 range yeah, that sounds a lot more appealing yep but 30 bucks for a SNES controller yep. um that's I think that's hard.
0: that's the killer for me is that it's it, thirty bucks for one. Uh the NES controllers that they launched for the same idea to go along with their Nintendo Online or NES Online uh were thirty dollars for two, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh so I don't know. I think you get it twenty dollars would be a much better price point for a SNES controller or even forty dollars for two if they wanted to package it that way.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that would be great because then I could justify buying two and being able to play two-player games on the original controllers with my kid. But I don't know. For one, I think I'll just stick to using my Joy-Cons and Pro Controller. They
1: work well enough, enough to where I can't see the 30 bucks. I mean, it's a neat idea. Uh, I love it. I love that they added SNES to the Switch, for one. I think that's a big deal. I can't wait to see what they throw into the catalog. Uh, but I think it's just a bit much. I, I, I don't see myself buying them at 30, but um, good idea, just uh, price point is just uh, too much in my mind. And Nintendo's hardware is always fairly expensive if you look at their pro controller, and I think that thing uh, retailed out of the box for uh, out of the gate for 70 bucks. Though to be fair, that thing is probably the best controller I've ever held. Yep. Um, but still, seventy bucks, and now, you know, thirty for this—it's uh, just too much, even for Nintendo quality. Though I right. say that, and don't get me started on the their Joy Cons. The Joy
0: Cons, yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. The, those
0: things. I, uh, it, everybody we know that's had a Switch has had Joy Con problems, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. the drifting and the um it, and it comes down to the mechanism underneath the 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 uh, analog sticks i guess it's just a cheap right And
0: and i'm not a hardware guy uh so i could be wrong and if i am i'm sure that somebody will point it out but uh i think it was something that the more expensive controllers or more higher quality components use a copper sensor and the ones in the Nintendo Switch controllers use a graphite sensor, which is great for conducting and for electronics, but with the movement of it it causes Wear dust.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, it wears down
0: <laughs> and causes the dust. So the dust that uh causes the drifting issues actually comes from inside the controller. Mm. So at least this is what I've read from forums trying to figure out how to fix mine without sending it in. So Yeah,
1: I know. It's such a frustration, in fact, it led to me not touching my Switch for a while because uh, the drifting Joy-Cons, I just did such a pain in the butt. Send all that stuff in. And um, I just bought a new set. And then I got the new set and get this. It had it came out of the box. Brand new. The seller was Nintendo. But I could tell they weren't brand new. There was some buffing on the oh, surface. No kidding. And the left stick uh, just has a little bit of issues. On top left, uh, up left diagonal. Oh like, no, kidding. Yeah, I'm like, man, this is, you know, I gotta call these guys and say, hey, listen, right. I've I bought your console. I'm I bought your biggest an extra fan. Jo- Joy Cons. <laughs> I'm literally your biggest fan, and you're screwing me. You, yep. all you have to do is give me a controller that works. Yep. So why don't you send me Joy Cons? This will be my third try. That works. And I want them brand new, and I want them to last. Do whatever you have to do. I'm just not going to start buying these things every six months. So right,
0: right. That's the problem. I mean, I would. The Joy-Con, the pair of Joy-Cons, is like seventy boxes, and it's not cheap. Yeah, no, it's and expensive. I would pay eighty if it meant getting slightly better, higher quality components that completely eliminated the drift issues.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you. So that's my thought. Uh, Nintendo, they got to figure their controller thing out. They'd need to bring this uh controller price down and uh, make some Joy-Cons that uh, can last for more than a handful of months. Yep,
0: I agree. I agree. Well, on the positive note, uh, what about this new game that they released there?
1: mm, mm. Are you talking about Link's uh, Awakening?
0: Yeah, Link's Awakening.
1: Yeah, guess what? It outsold Mario Maker 2 as far as the best seller at, at launch. It's, it's the best-selling launch Switch game for 2019. Uh, just uh, and, and part of that, I think. And Mario Maker 2, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised it did that. For such a niche game, it's a remake. So yeah. we should talk about what Awakening is real quick. Yeah. It's a remake of a Game Boy title uh, that I thought, hey, you know, that's a nice little niche touch. That's
0: exactly Uh, the word I was going to use. I fully expected this to be a little niche remake.
1: uh, Yeah, and I had never played the Game Boy version, so I wanted to jump all over it because I didn't have that experience. I didn't own a Game Game Boy. I never really got into uh, handheld gaming, actually. So I owned a Game Gear way a long time ago with a couple games, but I was never into uh, handheld gaming, so I I didn't have a Game Boy. Um, I had all the consoles. And uh, so I missed Awakening, but I'll tell you what, uh, Awakening, uh, I've only spent a small handful of hours with it thus far, but I am impressed. with. So it's a one-to-one creation of Awakening, except with updated graphics, and then they also did some little dungeon builder that I didn't get into yet. But otherwise, same exact game, one to one. And I'm surprised at how one how well the puzzles are, and yeah. two how well the, the the it feels like a modern game with the dialogue and the characters. And it's a weird game. They've got goombas and piranha plants and chompers in it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an odd game, and the characters are odd. But it just has got such a fun vibe visually. Yeah. Uh, and the puzzles are just fantastic right now um i'm really enjoying that game i can i can see i didn't think it was going to do that well i didn't think it was going to surpass mario maker 2 for one it's not a hugely long game i think it eight nine hours and you're done the whole thing and they're selling this at 60 bucks so i didn't think it was really going to have any you know i thought it, it would do modestly well as a niche little thing but i think what's really helping to propel it is that the zelda franchise has um seen their their clout really come back into that upper stratosphere since breath of the wild Uh, with breath of the wild just totally killing it I think it restored faith in the Zelda franchise. Not that it was totally gone, but no, I think but it, it just got a little formulitic. Yeah. 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 It was a little too samey and, and for them to take that risk and then Breath of the Wild be such a smash out of the park success. And mind you, I love that game. I think it really did something important in the Zelda franchise. And I think that in part is responsible for, for those launch numbers being so high.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I it seems like a great game. Um how's it uh, compare I haven't picked it up yet. How's it compared to like Link to the Past? Well, it's
1: funny, it's on. funny because I wanna say, I could be wrong, um, but I wanna say that Link's Awakening started out as a sequel to Link to the Past. No and then it or and then it evolved into something totally different. And uh it has at least with the remake. I can't talk about the original. I have no idea, I didn't play it, but with the remake, it very much has a link to the past vibe going on um man, it really does from the the forest, this like haunted forest to um you know one of the bosses you fight in link to the past is this snake that has all these little. Circle bits, and you get a slash at the tail, and it moves in this sporadic pattern. Uh, pardon my uh, uh, ignorance of Zelda lore and what these <laughs> things are called. I, I just know some of them are they got goofy names, uh, like rope and key key, and the bats called a key or some shit. They got yep. weird names, um, but <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of Link to the Past, enough awesome. to where like. Man, it really it's hitting some nostalgia buttons for me. Um, <laughs> it's a great game. It's a great game thus far. I look forward to finishing it. but uh, love the art style. Um, I think it's a great game. I didn't play the original and now in some ways, I'm glad I didn't because I get to revisit it with these quality of life changes that they made and then uh, just this fresh coat of paint. so
0: nice. nice. So uh, we've talked about it a little bit as far as you, you mentioned it. Jeez, it's a nine or 10 hour game and for $60 and where's your value in that? I see that on forums and on Reddit all the time where people are, they judge the value of a game as how many hours you're going to get out of it. Um, but I don't know. We've talked about it as far as getting older and not having as much time to spend on games that, I've got more disposable income at this point, and so what if I spend retail price for a really high-quality game that's 10 hours long?
1: Mm. I mean,
0: I think we get too focused on the value proposition. Uh, and not not that there's a bad to a super-long 200-hour RPG that you can sink your teeth into, uh, but there's also a place, I think, for 10-15-hour games that are just super high quality
1: yeah yeah i agree i mean you i can think of games where if you wanted to you can push to 40 50 hours but they're not great games so or if you we can say just by that statement alone that you cannot judge a purchase by game time uh, alone um so there has to be a quality factor in there and i think when when the quality is top notch even if you're getting um, a nine, ten hour experience out of it, it's it's worth it when it's on that level of just it's it's an outstanding game. It's got an outstanding story or the gameplay is just so uh, above and beyond that I think it is worth the full price tag there. You're getting your, your money's worth. So we can't come down to just hours alone. There's plenty of mediocre games that are drawn out way too long. And do we say, ah, well, they're still worth it because you get a bunch of uh, length in them. Well, of course not because qualities in that discussion do now granted for 60 bucks. I'm not going much lower than 10, maybe eight, maybe nine or eight, but I'm not going into the four or five hour mark. So I think it's worth, it's part of the discussion, but I don't think it's, nearly the end-all be-all when discussing hey is this game is this game worth its price tag uh no, no 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 i don't think uh length length it has a very wide range in there anything from yeah, you know, eight hours seven eight hours and up uh, is is part of the discussion
0: yep yeah and i think some of it's just us holding on to when we were children mm-hmm. and we could buy one game for a very extended amount of time on allowance or, you know, that we didn't have that disposable income. So now I'm not saying I'm reaching out and buying every Nintendo game that there is because they hold their price and it's expensive. But I don't think the, uh, the time value is the, the only factor or even one of the top factors that need to be weighed.
1: No, it's uh, it, most games are in that eight to plus hour range, uh, unless they're indie titles or what have you. Um, and I love me some indie titles, I'm not knocking those. Uh, and usually their price point is a lot lower, but um, so it. it It's almost not even part of the discussion usually for me. I think most most games at that sixty dollar price tag are at least eight hours long. And I played the Wolfen. I like the Wolfenstein games. Those are all in that like uh, nine to twelve hour range, Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's fine for me. Of course, those I don't think those retail for sixty, but still, there's plenty of games that sit there at that 10 hour mark that i would pay full price for because the quality's there so to your point i think uh the the time bit is um is is a at the end of the list as far as factor goes
0: yeah well speaking about time and what we've been spending our time doing uh you want to tell me what games you've been playing at least this last week
1: yeah absolutely i'm still hooked on fire emblem Tell you what that game is uh is outstanding yeah you know, um
0: you're still on your first playthrough right
1: yeah i'm just just working on um on my first through with the, uh, I think that so you got three. It's called three houses because you got these three different factions you can you can uh, get into. And, and the first one I got into is the Black Eagles, and I'm still I'm right at the end of that one. But the, these are long, man. These are long campaigns apiece. I don't know how many hours I've got into the Black Eagles so probably thirty five more. Mm-hmm. So it's no joke. Just one of these factions but uh it's the kitty cat's meow i mean um just as, uh you play the role as a teacher and i just get into this role so well the characters are done so well these students that you end up caring for them you're nurturing them you're talking to them um and you want to talk to them because you want to see where they're at they're so well developed that you're having this dialogue in between battles where it's like hey this one's struggling with this or this one's that and that that's let alone develop developing their stats and everything as characters this is just straight up dialogue. Yeah, you're
0: almost in, instead of looking for the character upgrades and the equipment upgrades, you're almost more looking forward to the character development and those dialogue and uh, those sessions, right?
1: Yeah, it's a weird. It's weird how this it's game does strange. it, but it 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 really puts you in this teacher role. You're you're giving. Um, test to your students and you're you're having all this dialogue with them and they all have these uh, stark personalities and they're all dealing with things and you're nurturing them as a as a teacher and a friend and building these relationships and i know it sounds a little hokey i don't really get into that too much but in this game it's so well done the characters are so well developed and then all that that that's the icing on the cake because the gameplay, if you like tactics RPGs like Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, all that, it, it's top-notch. I mean, the character development, the classes, uh, the the tactical combat, it's all there uh, to, to a, the nth degree. It's fantastic. But the cherry on top is you get this interesting story, centered around all these characters that are intriguing and 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 you enjoy talking to. So, I don't see an um, an end on the early horizon for me for Fire Emblem 3 Houses. It's a it's a great
0: game. Nice. Nice. What else you been playing?
1: Links Awakening, I just cracked it open and played a small handful of hours, um, but it, I'm wa- I'm waiting to really dig in and finish it off until I'm done Fire Emblem, because right now it's, it's just about Fire Emblem for me. And then you and I have been playing No Man's Sky. And here's the thing about No Man's Sky. It, yes, it's finally the game it was supposed to be, but it still takes a little patience. And, you know, whether it's going to your freighter um, to go to the control room to send missions, you don't just hit, hit your start menu or go to a pause button and and send Uh, Some missions out You have to go Dock on your freighter Go to the freighter's control room Send the missions And I like that But it's an investment of time So I think It turns certain people away Who are so used to the push a button And fast travel Push a button and get your thing done Just that quick reward mechanism That I think that might turn some people away because yeah, you got to go fly out into space. You got to dock with your freighter to send, uh, its ships on a mission. And I hear people say, when I look at opinions about no man's sky lately, uh, they say you have to be a certain person to enjoy it, or yeah. it's still no man's sky. And all I see when I read into that objectively, and you know, I put that game off for, <laughs> for uh, three <laughs> for, years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, is that it requires patience that not everyone's willing to put in um it's not just a a harvest fest anymore there's so many things to do but those things you don't just push a button and they happen you have to go make them happen so it takes a little time you you don't just hit fast travel you know you have to you have to get to your freighter. You got to fly to these. You got to warp to, warp jump to these different uh, systems, and you've got to explore planets to make these things happen. Whether you're looking for a new ship or you're looking, whatever you're looking for, takes a little time. And I think it, where we're in such a um, snap your fingers and and it happens type scenario with games yeah. that. Uh, I could still see where that might put some people off, but I personally am really enjoying it. I find it refreshing that I can't just snap my fingers and everything's given to me.
0: Yep, no, I completely love sandbox games and uh, making my own fun in the world and building my own uh, bases. And, and that's what I've spent this last week doing in No Man's Sky is building our farm where we're, uh, we've got these mineral harvesters that are running... Uh, on their own even while we're not playing and collecting stuff and depositing it into these depots and making us space rich uh, and, and i just eat that stuff up i love to spend ton of time on stuff like that and it makes it even better that uh the multiplayer i think they really nailed the multiplayer with these last two updates that you can just pop right in and we can play together and uh fly around together and you get the benefit of the bases and we can work on them together um yeah i'm i'm really happy where no man's sky has ended up Um, i've played it since launch um, and i enjoyed it at launch um but i played it on and off it's not something i really stuck with until this last big update is really uh sunk its hooks into me pretty hard so
1: yeah yeah it one thing though uh so on the multiplayer I love it I I just hit join game I'm right next to you yeah. <laughs> that's crazy and then I just fly to what you're working on we work on it together whether it's base building uh whatever it is hey I need help I've uh, got enemy uh aggro and then I can fly on the space and s- start helping you shoot things down but um that said there's one thing they got to they got to do a big push to clean up some bugs. Yeah, especially when the multiplayer is concerned, cuz we've encountered some bugs there where suddenly we can't see each other, suddenly I can't interact with some of the items on your base. They should they need to clean that up, but I mean considering the complexity of the game, I think it's it's pretty well developed and um the content is just uh coming in just, you know, 3 years later. I'm, I'm happy where everything's at. There's just so much to do. Whatever my mood strikes me, um, I can do it, whether it's base building, money making, uh, doing quests, doing the main story quests, um, whatever it is. I, I can get involved and burn two, three, four hours just at a blink and think, oh, yep. shoot, I got to go to bed.
0: Yeah, you know? that game definitely makes time melt away.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Uh, just a quick note, the last game that I just started, I started a few days ago, is uh, Far Cry 5. Oh,
0: so tell me more about that. That's been uh, out for a while,
1: right? It's been out for a while, yeah, and I just finally decided I'd give it a go. And I know there was some dialogue around it about uh, it takes place in the in the U.S., in Montana in particular. So you're shooting uh, these cult members who are part of this extreme religious... Uh, like almost like a, uh, what would you call it? Like, um, you know, they're kind of a militant type uh, mm-hmm. religious uh, fanatics. Yeah. And people had some issues with that because you're shooting Americans and they thought, well, you know, these people are a little, they resemble right wing uh, Americans a little too much, you know? So, uh, and
0: they said this is too much of a politically charged message or
1: exactly exactly that but i, I don't find it to be the case because they're too extreme there's no one in whether you want to go to montana or uh fly over states or the bible belt or anywhere there's no americans that are this extreme and this uh or maybe there are there are <laughs> probably, sure. but no not you know not in large you know they're not taking over um right entire counties or anything or, uh, you know, going on killing sprees to force the religion. So right. um, it didn't feel like that big a political... It felt like a Far Cry game mm-hmm. is what it feels like. And uh, and I'm enjoying it. And, and granted, some of it's by the numbers. You know, you got these things. Destroy these certain things. Take over these certain uh, places. And it has kind of that almost like a cookie cutter-esque that Ubisoft has become known for for their open world games, but it's so pretty and so polished and the story's so good, uh, the characters are so dynamic that um, it's still been worth pushing on for. So I'm enjoying that just for the sheer glitz and glamour of the visuals and and the smoothness of the gameplay and and the story. It's a neat little game. Nice. So I'll probably stick through to the end. But that's that's it for me. That's my list. Uh, what nice. the heck have you been playing?
0: Well, uh, I wish I'd been playing more Fire Emblem. Uh, but the way that it goes, my uh, my little guy ends up stealing the Switch most of the time. So when I have free time and want to play Fire Emblem, uh, it's usually not available. So I haven't got to the point where I kick him off yet. Uh, so at some yeah. point.
1: Just <laughs> rip it out of his hand, man. Yeah, yeah um, just like
0: candy from a baby. Get
1: outside. Go play baseball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, get to get back into Fire I'm not quite as far as you are. I think I'm on chapter eight. Um, so I'm uh, I'm I'm got a quite a bit of time in there, but uh, a little bit further to go. Okay um so then i've been playing no man's sky we talked about uh still been playing a little bit of destiny um just chipping away at a few exotic quests and stuff like that waiting for the big launch um but the one game i picked up this week that is kind of interesting um i guess to back up a little bit i'm not sure if you know uh apple just launched a new gaming service called the apple arcade what no no, so, I had
1: no idea. Okay. Uh,
0: basically, the idea behind this is Apple is funding uh, some indie and other developers to develop games that play on your iPhone or an iPad and also on your Mac, um, and I think on the Apple TV, so that it hits all of these platforms, um, and so it'll play either with the touchscreen controls or with a controller, and they've got an actually really good good list of high quality games um some of the games they have on here uh they got like sonic racing uh they've got rayman mini uh you know little rayman guy yeah yeah i don't know what kind of character he is he's like a bird guy thing uh (laughs) he's
1: uh he's this weird dude with like no legs and just shoes uh yes yep and no arms just hands hands. and
0: you know so they've got that game. Uh, they've got some Lego games. Uh, Lego Brawls, I think, was developed specifically for the arcade. Uh, so oh, they've wow. got quite a catalog of games, and it's uh, $5 a month, and it goes to all of your family's devices. So my That's not a
1: actually, bad value proposition.
0: Absolutely not. It's a, it's a great value. So, of course, I picked it up just to check it out, and the game I've been playing is called uh, Sayonara... Wild Hearts, and very interesting game. And it's not just available just on Apple devices. I think it's also available on Steam, um, and maybe on some consoles as well, PS4. I'm not sure if it's on Switch. Uh, but it's a very interesting indie game. Uh, it's very atmospheric, and I guess the game's been described as a pop album game. A pop uh, album
1: okay. game, <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, it's basically you go through each level and it's a series of racing and collecting items as you go through, but also has some quick time events. Um, but it's all set to music and each level is considered a song. Um, and it's a it's actually really addicting and hard to put down. Um the Get other out of th- here yeah. The huh? other thing that makes it really nice uh, playing on my phone is that with the new Apple iOS update you can connect bluetooth controllers including a ps4 dualshock uh directly to your phone so i've been able to play that with the controller on my phone it's been a lot of fun
1: huh okay so get this it's not on steam either oh no kidding no no no. here's the platforms for this thing mac ios playstation 4 and nintendo switch
0: oh wow so it is on switch and ps4 but not on steam i'm surprised yeah
1: Yeah, I'll check it out, man. I've never heard of it, but uh, it sounds interesting. It sounds uh, uh, different, for sure. Um, Let me make a note of that. So it's Sayonara Wild Wild Hearts. Hearts. Interesting. Okay, I'll check that out, man. I didn't didn't know you were playing that. I never would have guessed. Yeah. Interesting. Okay.
0: So that's what I get for games. Um, Looking at the time... We had a, another little mini topic we we're gonna talk about, but I don't know. I, what do you think? You think we just jumped through to our main topic?
1: Uh, what was the mini topic?
0: Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about podcasts.
1: Uh, let's do a quick on that. I want to. I want to do that. Yeah, I know right. we're pressed for time, but let's uh, let's push. Hey, we'll,
0: we'll do I got time. If we get a, if we run a long one, we run a long one. So. Uh,
1: I, I love it, man. That's <laughs> okay, I'm in. Let's do it. All
0: right, go ahead. Let's hit some podcasts. So you, you can get us started.
1: Okay. There's a few mainstays for me, not necessarily just podcasts, they're like uh video casts or podcast- youtube or, mm-hmm. and they do podcasts, but uh there's a few I, I can't help but go to um I like watching anything Richard Dawkins does mm-hmm. and that's yes, I get Richard Dawkins, he's an arrogant, angry little guy, kinda reminds <laughs> me of Niles from Frazier when he gets upset, he starts shouting. His whole body moves, his hair flops around. But it's not him necessarily that I'm after. But he has great interviews. If you want to see a hell of a debate even, check out Richard Dawkins versus the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury. And I'm telling you, that is something you'll not forget. I mean, that is quite the debate on the uh, notion of – you know whatever you want to call it, just a religion, a god, a creator versus uh, an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I like what well, I don't have uh, a stake in the game. Uh, I'm agnostic because I'll never claim to know answers I don't have the answers for, right? But what I like is Richard Dawkins bringing his uh, atheist approach versus some really great interviewees. And the Archbishop of Canterbury, that's a very smart man. Um, Surprisingly smart. And that was one of the best debates I've seen in a long time. So I I like watching Richard Dawkins stuff. And then Sam Harris. I'll
0: I'll check that out because I think people get too wrapped up in trying to pick a side and just wanting the quick answers to things. And I much more enjoy uh, something like that where people actually haven't intelligent debate and maybe don't come to a quick conclusion or get the quick soundbite that supports what you want to hear but rather makes you think about it so
1: that's exactly it yeah you hit the money i don't i'm not looking for someone to reaffirm my own beliefs right and i'm not looking for someone to give me answers to life's big questions what I'm looking for is something thought provoking. And that's where I think something like a Richard Dawkins, v. Archbishop of Canterbury, that's, that is pure that it's just meat and potatoes. If you like philosophy on any level, those are the kinds of dialogues that is just really thought, where you go to bed at night thinking about the things that these two said and, and weighing them and, uh, yeah so if you if you got some time, check that out um another one is sam harris uh always good stuff there mm-hmm. uh, everyone he, knows... he
0: recently rebranded his podcast didn't he
1: uh, yeah 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 he did I don't know what to i know he did i it was morning blah 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 uh and he rebranded i don't i don't know what it is now mm-hmm. um but he he's another Just uh, making uh, sense
0: with sam harris yeah yeah uh, making it was waking up before right
1: that's what it was not morning waking up it was waking up and now (laughs) it's making sense uh but i love me some sam harris look you can love him or hate him you can say he's arrogant or blah 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 but the the thing i know about sam harris is whatever he says is pretty darn thoughtful And whether I agree with it or not, and I don't always agree with him, that's for sure. Uh, It's always thought provoking. And then lastly, it has to be Joe Rogan. And I know everything goes through Joe Rogan nowadays online. Uh, You can't beat his variety of guests, though. And then I look at his approach to how he interviews uh, people. He has such a wide array of interviewees, from you know, you can't, there's not, there's something for everyone. And then the way that he engages with his guests, I mean, Joe Rogan's a smart guy. And the way that he engages with his guests, you can tell he's really in there with them. He's really digesting what they're saying. So whenever a topic comes up or a guest that you're interested in, it makes for the ultimate entertainment. You know, Um, I think Joe Rogan is really the king right now. He's uh, he's been the king for a while. Yeah,
0: absolutely. He's kind of brought podcasting to the forefront for quite a while Mm -hmm. uh, with the popularity Mm -hmm. of what he's been doing.
1: Yeah, he's been, he's been doing it a long time, but it's as good as ever in my mind. So those three, I can't go wrong. When I watch Richard Dawkins or Sam Harris or Joe Rogan, whether I agree with them or not is irrelevant. I know I'm Mm -hmm. always in something thought provoking and that's where I'm at.
0: Nice. How about you? Oh, geez. I've got a bunch of podcasts. I listen to, I, uh, I spend a lot of time in uh, driving for work, uh, so uh, instead of listening to music, which I do listen to a lot of music too, but uh, I, more often than not, I'll be listening to podcasts while I'm going. Um, some of my favorites, well, some of my favorite podcasters, I guess, are uh, John Syracusa. Um, he's, he's had quite a few podcasts. Uh, more recently, he's on Accidental Tech Podcast, uh, which they talk about Primarily Apple Tech, uh, but they do hit a lot of, like, uh, when Google has their big events and stuff, they'll talk about a wide variety of stuff. But primarily Apple Tech. Um, he's on that podcast with a couple others, Casey Liss and Marco Arment. Um, but he also does another podcast with someone named Merlin Mann. And I follow a lot of his podcasts, too. A very interesting guy. Um, so he does a podcast called Reconcilable Differences. Um that's more of a conversational podcast and they talk about everything from uh movies to uh john saracusa plays destiny so they'll they'll chide him about that every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) um so once i get into that whole whole group of podcasters uh with merlin and uh john saracusa um Then I got exposed to another one called Roderick on the Line, which is Merlin Mann and John Roderick. Uh, John Roderick is the lead singer from an indie band called uh, The Long Winters. Uh, So they talk about all of his life experiences, which are quite interesting and entertaining. Uh, And that's basically like an hour long phone call uh, between friends. So uh, I really enjoy those conversational podcasts, you know, I mean, you kind of feel like you're in the room chatting with people but you're not having to say anything so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. isn't that the best man yeah i mean uh i think about acting and movies that way too anytime someone could make me wish i was sitting around having a beer having dialogue with them
0: exactly i think they're
1: doing something right you know
0: yep so um a couple other ones that i'll throw out there real quick Uh, one that i i like a lot now and again in that same Sphere of same people uh, is called Omnibus, and it's John Roderick, who I just mentioned, but he does a podcast with Ken Jennings, the Jeopardy uh, of Jeopardy fame. He won Jeopardy for many, many weeks in a row. So they do a podcast, uh, Omnibus, that talks about all of the obscure and weird things in our current world. And uh, the premise of the podcast is that somebody discovers these recordings many, many years in the future, and they try to explain, you know, where Fender Guitars came from, or, jeez, name anything. Uh, That sounds interesting to tell. What Cold Fusion is, yeah, you know. Wow. uh, What's the name of of that? It's called Omnibus. Omnibus, yeah. Uh, They talk about the onion, yeah. it yeah they just a complete wide variety of topics and they re- really dive deep into them so it's uh, interesting as hell i think you would enjoy that
1: i'm making so. a note man uh that does sound fun that sounds interesting i like the little the little uh and not a gimmick but the little thing of like if someone
0: discovers uses, this discovers definitely. this yeah. in the
1: future and they, that's that's interesting i like that okay yep.
0: so um, that's about it. I mean, I, I listen to the more produced ones too, like Radio Lab and uh, This American Life, um, and they're usually pretty good. They're hit and miss once in a while.
1: Uh, hey, and you're a podcast
0: members. fiend, aren't you? Mm, I do listen to a lot of hours podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing I'll mention too about podcasts, I use a podcast app called Overcast. Um, I think it's only on Apple devices though. Um, but it's Apple. Well, I know, uh, but its I find it's much, much better than the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, it's got a lot of features that makes it uh, more convenient, so.
1: Hmm. Okay, good to know. I, well, I've taken notes on your, I've never heard of that Omnibus, so I'll check it out. But I'm kind of, you, you know me, I just, uh, I foxhole into my little comfort zone, and uh, so I'll check it out. I'll uh, check out something new for a change and, and see what it's like.
0: Yeah, let me know what you think. All right, sounds good. So, where are we at, man? Uh, All right. What do we got left? I think uh, the last thing we're gonna hit on is our main topic. We'll see how uh, how long we can drag this out. Uh-oh, what's our main be- topic again? I uh, talk a little bit about fitness and health, and, uh, and you know, <laughs> no time like middle age to start considering being fit. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I actually. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Go first. Uh, tell me what's going on then. Well, I actually had a uh, an old teacher tell me in my early 20s. Um, I'd seen him out in public at some point, and and not that I was in bad shape at that point. I was actually really thin and and small. But um, I think I saw him going to the gym or something. And he says, "Geez, you know, it'd be a, it's a lot easier to uh, get in shape now and stay in shape than it is to catch up later in life." and man was he right
1: uh yes <laughs> that's an absolute definitive statement um just i've uh, started going to the gym again uh for the first time in i don't know how many years uh, i'm on my uh, third week here coming up yeah and uh oh dude i'll tell you the first week i felt like i just uh fell down a flight of stairs by being pushed by mike tyson after calling him a a douchebag, you know, <laughs> just totally obliterated, and yep. um, it's starting to get a little easier, but we've got a regiment down. We've nice. got uh, we go Tuesday, we do leg day on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday is chest and tries. Uh, we take Thursday off. Friday is uh biceps and co- uh, core, mm-hmm. and then uh Saturday we go running um so we're trying to get another day in there for running um but to me that part i love i love the i love the way i feel after a long run or hitting the gym my challenge is staying at a normal calorie range because you know me dude i've i love food man i'm such a foodie I, i just I can't say no to good food, whether it's a Japanese or Thai food or Korean. Give me some of that bibimbap, uh, yep. or it's uh, Mexican. Or, I, dude, I love good food, man, and yep. I can't say no. And staying in that calorie limit is my biggest challenge. I can, I love. I'll go to the gym every day. I'll run every day. The the endorphin high that I get after a run, mm-hmm. you you dude. I you can't beat it. I'll I'll go run every other day if I could. I'll go to the gym. I got no problems with that. What I need to do is not just stuff every ounce of food I see in front of me into yep. my face. Yep. Because at thirty five, you know, your you, that sh- shit hits you. Um, yep.
0: It, metabolism doesn't keep up like it did fifteen years ago.
1: No, 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 certainly not. What What are you finding works well for you staying healthy and fit?
0: Yeah, well, it's been a few years now, but I dropped quite a bit of weight. And the primary thing was my fitness pal and just setting a a goal with it and sticking to it and holding myself accountable every day. And I absolutely tracked everything that I ate. So every morning and every lunch and is time-consuming. Yeah, a little bit, but once you start getting routines and things input into there, it makes it a little easier because you just add what you ate two days ago. Um, So I didn't get super involved as far as tracking macros or anything like that. Uh, Mostly it was just keeping my calories under my goal limit, and that worked really well. Nice. So. Yeah,
1: the, the, see that's the thing. It, are, are you doing anything
0: for your calorie tracking?
1: I'm try yeah, I'm using my fitness pal. But the problem oh. is, um God, I I need to actually hit my goal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's uh it's tough and, and beer. Beer is a big culprit. Oh, you know, man. that that is just so many just wasted calories, but it's hard after you know, uh, uh, you know I, there's nothing like, after a tough day's work, ha, you know, drinking two, three beers. And I can keep it at two, three beers. That's nothing. And on Friday still a lot of calories. <laughs> but exactly that. It's still a lot of calories. Yeah. So, it, and it's all just liquid calories, you know. It's just, um, you know, today reminds me of today. So, I... Um, had a couple of eggs and a banana for breakfast great uh I had one slice of pizza for lunch two two slices of two little slices of pizza and I thought, okay, well, you know this has given me about a thousand calories left for dinner. Well I made a uh tilapia nice. I seasoned it with um old bay seasoning and pepper didn't add a lot of, a lot of i added no salt to mine did uh uh Uh, baked potatoes in the oven just cut them up into small pieces seasoned the crap out of them threw those in the oven did some mixed vegetables and it was uh, light on calories it was delicious I loved it Uh, but then after dinner I started drinking beer and now I've had four and now I know that I'm at the cusp or past my calories like well look You know, people say, hey, God loves us. He created beer. But (laughs) now I'm starting to wonder if God hates us. He created beer to screw with us because it just it's up against our calorie limit every single time. So I think he just did it to toy with us. I used to think.
0: Well, I think he did it to toy with you particularly.
1: Me too. I think actually if I could think of.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're to blame for most of this.
1: Yeah, he literally created this whole universe to fuck with just me specifically. Yeah.
0: And the rest of us are suffering because... Yeah,
1: of... yeah, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I know, man, it's so brutal. Um, <sighs> that's that's my Achilles heel is the calories. I love exercise. I never shy away from it. I love running. I love working out. I love lifting weights. Um it's just the calorie shit that really gets me every time. And uh, I've got to just find a way. You know, I know it's willpower just to mm. stay in that in that range that I set for myself on MyFitnessPal. But that's a great – everyone uses it. It's a great calorie tracker. You can't beat it. You just scan your food. I got the little app on my phone, and I just scan the barcode. It knows all the calories for
0: every. Oh, yeah. It's It's and, really not time-consuming. I mean, it can be if you get into it pretty heavily and yeah. getting set up no, and learning
1: at, it at first yeah. little, little tiny item the little dash of milk in your coffee and all these things yeah. but um usually if it's like a five to ten calorie thing i just skip it it's not worth the time i mean right um but if it's anything more than that if it's a banana or some uh you know a tomato or blah 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 mm-hmm. i'll add it but it's not the time it's just that I don't want to look at it because I don't want to know that I can't <laughs> have the things that I, that I want to have. <laughs> yep. yeah, it's yep. hard, man, but it's so Absolutely. important. Look so, at our age. Yeah, it's well, that's so, just um, it. Yeah, so we gotta,
0: as a gamer, how does – uh? well, yeah, we're both gamers, so – but um. You know, I like running and I like exercise and everything too. Uh, but every once in a while, man, after I've worked like an extra couple shifts or something and I finally get a day off where it's quiet, I just want to sit on my ass all day long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that really screws with my my progress during the week. Well I mean, I guess it's okay once in a while, but I mean, you run into that too? Yeah, big time.
1: Um, I know that I'm better... I'm better off not just sitting there yep. and spending three hours on game A, B, or C. Um, I should go out to the park and play some basketball or go to the gym or uh, get out. But it's hard. We have a hob one. It's really the crux of it is my job. Yep. I sit for my job. So the prospect of gaming means more sitting. Yep. And it's just a thing. I'm just sitting and sitting and sitting, sitting through my nine hour shift. I'm sitting through my gaming. And I know, yeah, you can get desks, you can get three hundred dollar desks that let you stand uh, yeah. and all that. And I'm just like, again, I'm just like anytime the prospect of downing three hundred bucks on some up and down desk comes around, I'm like, Well, right. you know what else I could do with those three hundred dollars? Um,
0: Upgrade your gaming PC.
1: Exactly. <laughs> play games
0: better. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I know you you can kind of make it work if you really want to, but it's a pain in the ass. It's it's uh, the reality is my job keeps me in a chair for nine yep. hours, and then my hobby keeps me in a chair further. So I've made I'm making a really pointed effort to to get to the gym and start running more even yeah. if it means less time for gaming i have to do it so that's the reality of it but yeah well, it definitely it, interferes with games
0: and and you think that your your reward center in your brain would encourage you to do that more because at least for me i'll get those days where i'm like okay i finally have a day off and i'm going to sit down and geek out all day and not move from my chair and halfway through the day i feel like absolute garbage i feel yeah. like hell and so the days that i force myself to okay well yeah i'm gonna game today and and do my thing but before i do anything i'm gonna go out and mow my lawn and go for a run go run a few miles and i feel great for the rest of the day even if i sit on my ass for a little longer than i should mm-hmm. at least getting a little bit of activity out. Uh, it, yeah big deal Supposed opposed gets, to not you feel like hell
1: yeah yeah it gets your heart pumping it gets your blood flowing it's really there's something to it you feel it i feel it now in my mid-30s the the difference between exercising and not which is something i never concerned myself with in the past mm-hmm. leaves is stark it's yep. a big difference and i feel a lot better and what i'm learning is i don't care what my other hobbies are being that I have a sit-down job, I need to make time for this stuff. I don't care if I want to get to my Resident Evil 2 remake, my Fire Emblem, it doesn't matter. I have to make time for this stuff. And so I will. I've I've reached a point where it doesn't matter. I'm making time. Yep. And I'll get to the games. It's going to be slower, but it's worth it. it. I have to do this.
0: Yep. And it... it, it Beyond just physically making me feel better, it has such an impact on my mental health, too. Just much more relaxed and uh, able to go about dealing with everything else after I get even just a short run in or some kind of physical activity.
1: Yeah. Do you get an endorphin rush after a big, big... I get this huge endorphin spike where I'm just... Man, I feel like my life couldn't be better i'm king of the world i'm in a great shape uh yep. a great place mentally after i exercise and uh that to me that's a pretty big draw um, oh yeah yeah it's yeah. huge
0: i absolutely get that now i usually run three to four miles when i when i do my workouts um and mile two i feel like i everything sucks and fuck the world you're dying. Yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah. dying and this is awful and why am i putting myself through this but when i'm done it's yeah the huge endorphin high you just feel great and like hey i could do this again every day Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> until yeah. you get halfway through it tomorrow
1: yeah exactly when you're done it's like man you just uh you feel like you're on top of the world man yeah uh, i love it and can you here here's something that's really bugging me about doing this this podcast with you Mm -hmm. i've already noticed it i've noticed it two weeks in a row the the two weeks we've been doing it um the time flies way too fast man i feel like i could ramble with you for like three hours yep um it's uh, dude there's (laughs) i know we can just break it into our next podcast but uh yeah there's so much more i'd i just oh man it's frustrating
0: yep yeah, absolutely, and, and our list of things that we want to talk about just keeps growing, so uh, I'm pretty excited.
1: It's going to go places, man. Hey, maybe I'll up, update my uh, cheap little mic and offer something a little bit more quality, and uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll be doing this a year from now.
0: Yeah, that's great, um, and same here. I just, uh, I'm already excited enough that I bought a new mic, so uh, <laughs> my poor audio quality that you and everyone else has been suffering through. Hopefully, it'll improve. Uh, oh dude mine
1: sounded muffled (laughs) so bad i know i gotta get one too but that's awesome that you pick one up but dude this is great if we do this let's do this every sunday man i'm fully committed i'm fully on board
0: yeah that's the plan yep we'll we'll hammer it out on sundays upload in the middle of the week so uh we try to stick to our consistent schedule and and again like we said in the first one i i'm just excited to uh have an opportunity or an excuse to sit down and talk to you at length about all these topics that we're gonna hit
1: we're not even diving deep yet i mean no we we're just we're like oh yeah sam harris joe ray and then you're telling me about these you know the omnibus and we're not digging we're not even digging deep yet man this nope. is gonna get really good this is gonna yep. get good
0: yeah this is great well i think we uh We've gone a little further than we expected to for today. Um, Anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, You know what? No, I got nothing, nothing that wouldn't merit another hour or two. So I think we, whatever I have, we'll save it for next time.
0: Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you next time.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jesse, take care. Thank you, my man.
0: You too. Have a good night. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Dialogue Quest. If you like the podcast and you want to support us, the absolute best thing you can do is to tell your friends about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Taking the time to leave a review on iTunes or any of those other services helps us a great deal. We'd also love to hear from you guys on social media. Uh, You can reach out to both Patrick and I on Twitter and Instagram at DialogueQuest. Finally, we are starting to stream games at random times, so uh, keep an eye out for us on Twitch and YouTube. Again, thank you for all your support and we'll see you next week.